It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, Happy New Year and good morning. It's good morning. It's time for Faith and Life to connect here on the Shine FM. I am Scott here with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries, and this is the session for the new year. Wow. Yes. Thank goodness that one's done. I'm ready to try something new. <laughs> yes. I don't like the thinking here, Scott, to cheer up. It could get worse. <laughs> I don't even want to think that. Somebody said that to me on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I and that gee, how bad's it gonna be this year? I said, You mean it's gonna get worse? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> we can't we can't think that way. That would be rather negative if we thought that way, Scott. Exactly. Spoke. Some might say that it has to get better. It can't get you <laughs> No. I I'm not gonna there, there's a lot of directions we could go with that that we're not going to go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Praise the Lord. There is a, a new year coming. That's right. Hallelujah. So we are going to talk about goal setting today. Maybe some tips to train over a new leaf. Yes. And being able to maybe overcome some of the things that got you down last year. And uh, before we dive into all of that, Tom, we're going to dive into God's word in the book of Proverbs. Out of Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Well, without a vision, people perish. And that vision is the first part of goal setting. You got to know where you're going if you're going on a trip. That's right. And then goal setting becomes a means by which to get there. Let's start out with practical terms, rubber hitting the road stuff. Okay. You've had to deal with a lot of goal setting. That's right. In your own, over 2020 for you was a medical adventure. That's right. And how, how did goal setting help you? Because I know you used a lot of goals as you were recovering from surgery and all that. It started in recovery. My, my goal of the day, like the first day out of the hospital each time, was to try to walk from the couch in the family room to the front door. So maybe 25 feet. That was my first goal. So then the next goal was to go from the couch now, there's a theme here. It's the couch <laughs> to then the front porch and maybe down the steps. My, Ooh, steps. Yeah, there was three of them. <laughs> Thankfully, there was a railing there and, and it helped. So then it progressed. The next goal of the day was to get to the driveway and then down the driveway being another goal and then to our property line going south and progressively those goals of the day really began to build. And so then the goals of the week were to try and do better each day, set a little bit more. And I'm so thankful that I did. Today, I really feel good. Well, eventually I made it to the top of the hill on our street and then began to expand from that going 
east or west is a little flatter. And it just went downhill from there. And it did. <laughs> and I always look forward to the downhill stretch. This is the home stretch. That was good. Yeah. And, and so, again, I began to build my endurance. And then, you know, when the doctor cleared me to go in and do swimming, well, then it was my goal was to just to do what I would typically do as a warm-up. Well, it was 18 laps just to warm up. And I, I was able to do it, but I stopped right there. Then I also have a daily exercise routine that involves things like, and if you don't know what this is, Scott, I'll help you with it. They're called push-ups. Um, okay. <laughs> We're not talking about the uh, ice cream treat, I assume. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Well, and so, you know, I had been doing various sets of, of push-ups, but my goal of the day for push-ups was to do just one. And the first time I tried just one, I about fell flat on my nose. Uh-huh. I thought, I'm not ready. So I gave it some time, and the goals of the week the next week were to try to do one, and it was a big deal, and I got up to five and continued to yeah. go from there. So goal setting can be beneficial. Absolutely. That, that was my whole point in having you go through that. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted everyone to understand from a day-to-day basis how a goal setting thing works, because this may be new to some folks that have never dealt with this before. Right. So that's on a very basic level. I mean, I had the same thing with my surgery in March Uh to go from the bedroom down the hallway and back to the bedroom, Mm -hmm. about that 25 feet. Mm -hmm. Then I got to the point where I repeated it. There you go. And it took me some time before I tried the steps. Okay. I had more than three. (laughs) I waited a while before I attempted that one. Uh So we're going to dive into this idea of goal setting today and we kind of ran into an article that we're going to talk through, but I think, Tom, you're probably going to approach it from the direction of what you've called smart goal setting. Right. But I, I like the way that this article started when it says, interrogate that why bother attitude. What we're talking about is if you have hopelessness and you're not feeling anything positive about the future, where's your motivation? And so when we don't have hope, we feel hopeless. So I, I like one thing that is said in here, Tom, in the in the article that we're kind of going through. You only fail if you stop trying. That's true. And at, and at Heritage, Scott, that's our definition of failure, is not trying. If you try, you may not be successful, but you have tried. And so when you, when you try, there's a certain degree of hope because you're trying, it, it, as well as there's something you're working toward in the future. But when there's hopelessness and there's no future, those are great ingredients to begin to have depression. So there's a direct link there to depression. And that can dive us right into the idea of, of how we handle setting a goal. So let's, let's just dive right into the goal side of this, Tom. How do we go about starting, okay, I need to set goals. Where do I start? Well, I think it starts with, with a vision. You know what? Maybe it, it might be good if we look at the vision I had for Heritage. Going back into the late 1980s, I began to have a vision of having my own counseling practice. And it was going to be Heritage even back then. Because that vision of how are we impacting the future generations? What, what will our children be saying about us when we're gone? 
was really important to me back then. It was a vision. So we, I begin to lay it out. Long-term goal meant I had to get licensed. Long-term goal meant I had to graduate from seminary with a degree in, in counseling. So then we begin to break that down into short-term goals about actually getting enrolled in it, broke that down into what ended up being goals of the week once I was enrolled. First day of class, they gave us the syllabus. So that's when I began to use SMART goals. The S in SMART, it's an acronym. So the S stood for specific. Well, specifically, if I was talking about, I giggle every time I say this, one of our classes was abnormal psych. <laughs> okay, I'm not going, I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna, no. We knew some abnormal. <laughs> so it was specifically in that subject, the M stood for measurable. Well, what, what did I want to get out of it? How could I measure it? Well, you know, it, it emerged where I went, which was one of the sister programs of Ashland Seminary. They told you if you didn't have a 3.0, they showed you the door. They said goodbye. My safety net for me was I was going to shoot for 4.0. So you can measure it. Well, I didn't quite, <laughs> didn't, didn't quite get that one. But I probably had a 3.49 through most of it. But the thing that was important was that you could measure it. You knew whether you had reached your goal. So the action plan then became how I was going to study. Well, you know, I became very goal-oriented there. Each syllabus went into my planner. Back then, we didn't have digital planners. We, you know, it was actually paper. and Yeah, mine was the Franklin Planner System. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And so what I ended up doing then was one subject was all one color. Yep. And then another one would be another color. So now the action plan would be when, and it would also be who's going to help me and where am I going to do it and how am I going to do it? So then if I didn't reach that goal or I surpass that goal, the R in SMART goals, uh, revising it, I think it's the most important part of goal setting. Some people set goals and it doesn't work and go, well, that's the end of that. I really believe you revise it then. My goal of the week this week for swimming is to, is to be in the pool four times this week. If I go today, Scott, I'm going to make it <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I'll be on schedule tomorrow. Uh -huh. But that's my goal. And if I don't get four this week, I'm going to revise it next week to be three or more. Uh, the T stands for over time. Short-term goals, I think, really work well over a week. So SMART goals, a lot of it, you, it comes down to scheduling. You've got to schedule yourself time to do this, do to set this goal, to right. go over your action plan, to revise, and right. then to check your timing to make sure you're on time with it. That's right. And that's why it was so important to have it in my Franklin planner. Yeah, so I knew whether I was or wasn't. That was really powerful because I could look at the week and I knew what my goal of the day was today. For all of Emerge, whatever my assignments were, I had them all down for what I needed to do today. So when I went to bed tonight, I could celebrate. Oh, there's that. See, I was just about to go there with you. All right. See, smart starts with an S, not a C. Right. And it ends with a T, not a C. So yeah. I was trying to figure out where do you celebrate? So I would celebrate. It wouldn't necessarily be a big one, but the, the thing that felt so good is it was momentum building. I would celebrate the fact that I got my goals of the day done. 
And that led to goals of the day tomorrow, more, more motivation to get the goals of the day tomorrow done, and continued to grow. And as you were able to celebrate each individual day goal, the weekly goal got done, the monthly goal got done, the semester goal got done. Did the celebrations increase a little bit as the bigger parts of those goals got met? Oh, did they ever? Yeah. <laughs> now, you were married at the time too, right? That's for sure. When I was in Emerge, we had our children at home. And, and at times, early in my experience at Emerge, we also had our fostering. So our foster son that we adopted, we had his sibling set. There were two others that we had at, at times. So our three and their three, there was... Six. Yeah, there were six. I think. <laughs> you sure about that? that yeah, our three and their three. You, you only uh, look that confused when I ask you the Ashland phone number at the end of the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so not, not only were they there, they still had to eat. And two of them were playing basketball. They, they were graduates of MCS. And then our daughter, she was a cheerleader on the team. At the time, she was into gymnastics. So, you know, gymnastics was like all day Saturday uh -huh. for four minutes to watch your daughter. Well, when we figured out I could take my books to the gymnastics meet and go over in a corner and I could work, and then my wife would come over and say, honey, she's about to be up. I would go watch her and then go back and, and study. I was able to watch her gymnastic meets. Yeah, so we had that all happening. Not to mention I had a 40-hour work week. So when you set these goals up, you not only had the goal of the schoolwork right. and seminary work, but you also incorporated family goals into whatever the goals you were doing. Well, and that's true too. And so in spending time with them, you know, there was, there was still times when I, you know, at some point a show on, on parenting, I am a firm believer in the daddy daughter dating mentality to try and manage your daughters. Well, that was, that was going on. And there were times when, you know, if Mandy was struggling with her boyfriend or you know, had an <laughs> argument or something, we'd be like, let's go out to dinner and we'll talk. Well, I think mom at one point started to get a little jealous. Of it. <laughs> it's like, that's the third time this week. <laughs> but, you know, I, she knew what was happening and she knew I was taking care of our daughter. And, and that was really a good thing. Yeah. And still trying to be in the lives of, our, our, our sons as well. All right. So someone is starting their goals for, for the first time and they're, they're setting the, they set up their big goal or how, how does it really go? Do you set the, the end goal first and work backwards? Is that the best way to, to do this? You know, I think so because let's remember today's passage that without a vision, people perish with a couple of different patients at heritage right now, we are brainstorming, talking about praying about what is God's vision? What is your vision? And what is God's plan for you? So to land on that, then how do we make that reality is where goal setting can make it happen. So we're talking about goal setting today on the session. And once you set that big goal, then let's say it's a 4.0 in my classes, you've got six classes. All right. Where, where do you go from that big goal then? Yeah. Especially as you're doing the smart when yeah. you're doing things, how, what's the next step? Well, what I did was I broke it down to each subject. I would work with each subject. And the first day of class was to get it in my planner so that the 
goals of the day, the goals of the week, and the short-term goals were all laid out that first day. This is all about the vision. The vision was to, to have my own counseling practice and then backing up, then setting out goals of the week, goals of the day, that led to short-term goals, which were, the short-term goals was passing this quarter to emerge. Sometimes that was <laughs> easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. And so long-term was to end up completing the year at emerge and, and staying on track and keeping my head screwed on straight because it was very demanding. Well, so we broke it down into here's what has to happen today. Here's what has to happen this week. Here's what has to happen to reach the short-term goal. When I knew what the vision was and I got in the class and here's, here's your, what you're going to be doing this quarter. Well, that's, that's where proactively I got ahead of it right from the start. You know, I'm very capable if I wasn't that organized to be sitting in class and the professor would say, okay, it's time to turn in your term papers. I'm going, term paper? Term paper? <laughs> there was a term paper assigned? <laughs> Uh, that was all scheduled out, which is one of the ones they say in this article. You have scheduled goals, like when am I going to work on it? Well, that was all laid out because of the goal of the day. So I knew when I was going to work on it and when it was due. And of course, my goal at that time would be to have it done maybe five to seven days ahead of time so that if things got tight, I had a little bit of time I could buy or borrow. And that's a point I wanted to bring up was to make sure you, you don't plan yourself so tight right. that you've got no wiggle room. That's true. Because that also fits in this saying, putting ourselves in position to be successful and then celebrate. And it provides more motivation. It goes back to turning it from hopeless to hope. There's a lot of hope in it. Hope is a very powerful thing. I was talking with a patient yesterday about Paul talked about faith, hope, and love. And of those three, he said love is the greatest, but he lumped faith and hope in with the greatest. Hope has all kinds of power behind it. So we start with the vision, we start with the big picture, and then we break it down into manageable parts. That's right. So what happens when 2020 hits those manageable parts? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have a lot of grace. <laughs> you have a lot, a, a lot of patience. And that's where the R in SMART goal is highly, highly important. <laughs> You're going to be revising. I'll bet a lot of that went on in 2020. Oh, I think so. For a lot yeah. of folks, yeah. How do you revise then? Let's go back to Emerge. If my goal was a 4.0 and I came in at a 2.97, I'd revise it to be either 2.97 or higher. Well, that meant, you know, I... I had to do some other work. I had wanted to find out what was going on, where, why I missed it, or was it just a really tough quarter because it was a tough subject? Well, I revised it there. If, in fact, there was the papers at Emerge, they were amazing. You had to have 10 pages and 20 journal references. You couldn't just pick something out of People's Magazine and use it. <laughs> Did, didn't go that way? No, they wouldn't allow that. Did, didn't do that. And, and if you did, you got a plus. If you didn't do 10, you got an equal sign. And if they didn't like the, what you did, you got a minus. So what that meant was at the end of the quarter, if you got a plus, your grade went up a half a step. Equal, it did nothing. And a minus, you lost a half a step. Ouch. Yeah. So, and remember, 3.0, you see the door. You don't 
you go below 3.0, you're out of here. First day of class, there's 90 of us in this big classroom. And the, Dr. Dobbins, the director and founder of Emerge, stands before us and says this, take a good look at your neighbor because one of the two of you will not be here when we're done. I didn't say it, but I'm thinking as I look at my neighbor, sorry about your luck. <laughs> not going to be me. That's right. I had mouths to feed. I was pretty, pretty motivated. Yeah. Now, when you're revising your goals, I think it's important to give yourself permission to say, yeah, that goal wasn't quite right. It's okay to revise it. Exactly. Because we can put ourselves in position to not be successful. And that's not the goal. Right. <laughs> you, you want to set yourself up to succeed. So if you realize the goal is a 4.0 and you're at a 2.5, right. let's set it for 2.5 or higher. Or yeah. let's go for 3.1. Yeah. Something. But we want to be in position to be successful. And that's, you know, a good example there too is people who want to start exercising. And that's always a big subject this time of year. Yes, it is. Oh, the new year, man, I'm going to exercise and well, exercise every day and I'm going to get in shape. So they go and they knock themselves out at the Y the first day and they about have to be carted out of the Y because they're so stiff and sore. And they don't do anything after that. They're too stiff. Well, you know what? I'm too stiff. And then they remember how stiff they felt and how sore they are. And they end up not doing it. Right. I honestly am a firm believer that you want to walk out of the Y knowing I could have done more. Because that's the motivation that brings you back the next day. Now, let's talk about exercise a little bit. Okay. Because you are an exerciser. That's right. You had to revise your exercise goals because of all the surgeries and the medical stuff this year. Right. So let's, let's talk to somebody that's got that bug. Okay. New year, new me, right? I'm going to lose 120 pounds. I'm going to look like I did in high school 40 years ago. No, I'm not talking about me, uh. but <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, 120 would put me <laughs> a little bit under what I weighed when I got married. But anyway, for, for that exercise goal, oh, I'm going to go seven days a week. We talk about setting yourself up to fail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a set yourself up to fail. Exactly. What's what is a realistic exercise? I'm sure you there's things that you can read in exercise magazines and, and some would say you would work on upper body so many days a week and your lower body so many days a week. The the fear of burnout, which you also have to be careful of, if you did seven days a week, the potential for burnout obviously goes higher. So as far as my swimming is concerned, I try to stick through the work week. I take the weekend off so that I'm, I am geared up and ready to go on, on Monday. As far as the number of times, so, and, and they talk about process goals here, goals of the week, which would fit into what we would talk about in SMART goals. What is specifically, well, I'm going to go to the Y how many times? Well, when we do that, we can measure it to know if we're successful. I, I think you have to listen to your body to some degree that if, again, if you about have to be carted out of there, you probably pushed it too far. Then it's time to revise and. Right. And back off. Or how about you go less than time? Maybe instead of going an hour, you go a half an hour and you walk out of there with energy. Well, that energy is what's going to bring you back the next day to work out and you're going to be more motivated and excited. So on my recovery through 2020, my original goal, once I was allowed to get back in the pool, was to try and swim 18 laps. 
I was able to do that. And then goals of the week and goals of the day where I was able to increase it. All right, let's cover one thing in here before we wrap up, Tom. Okay. You had mentioned process goals earlier. Right. So let's talk about um, the article we've been going through and these process goals and what that means. And, and so when we talk about process, it really means the process of how we go about it. So as an example, our, our standard routine, it would include the planning part again. And, and that's why it fits into SMART goals because in SMART goals, we measure it. Well, when we measure, we measure process goals of how many times a week did we do it? Did okay. we reach our goal? We can measure it and know whether we did. If we said three and we hit three, we reached our goal. And otherwise we revise it. If it's less than, if it's more than, we revise it maybe to go up. So goals can be an adventure. Yes. And they can be a thing that changes your life for the good or for the bad if you don't do them right. Right. And sometimes having some help setting those goals and understanding what God's plan for you is in that. Right. Because we want to go right back to today's passage where a vision that God has given you for X, Y, or Z. Right. You know, sitting down with a counselor can be helpful to help you set those goals, to set that vision and cast it so you can then set realistic goals that you can measure, that you can revise, that you can take action on, and so that you can celebrate when you reach them and you have somebody to celebrate them with. Right. Let me piggyback on that, Scott, that to put goal setting in perspective, and this is where a counselor definitely can help you, is Stephen Covey wrote seven habits of highly successful people. One of the seven was goal setting. Or you could reframe it this way, that goal setting is one of the top seven things that successful people do to become successful. There we go. Okay. So, how can they get hold of you, Tom, if, if setting some goals, reframing 2021 so it does not look like 2020? Hallelujah. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. How can they get a hold of you to chat? Well, Scott, I can be reached at 419-526-5523. And in Ashland, you can be reached at? 419-496-0007. It was my goal, Scott, to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even twitch a finger. Yes. Online, Tom's at HCC Mansfield and HCCAshland.com. Next week, are you a workaholic? Am I a workaholic? We're going to find out next we week. Ask my wife. <laughs>